I yeah, saw I'll... your uh, your last interview with Perdita. That was pretty awesome. Thank you. Thank she's, you. She's she's been like she was an idol for me for forever. When because mm -hmm. I I ran I ran hurdles in university, but uh, when I was in high school, that's when she was competing, and uh, yeah, she was she was just my idol. I. I, I got her autograph one time, and I was so proud oh. of myself. <laughs> like, yeah, is this is this recent, or is this back when you're in high school? That was like back. I uh, was volunteering at the Olympic trials where she was oh. running, and and uh, yeah, I thought I was that was just like the coolest thing. But then I like when I got to university, I saw her at a bunch of track meets, and I I think she actually might have. I think she gave me. One of my medals, too. Wow! So oh, yeah. yeah, it was just kind of like no big deal after that. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, the following podcast is brought to you by Radical Road Brewery, the best craft beer in the heart of Leslieville. Find them at eleven seventy-seven Queen Street East. That's Radical Road Brewery. Hi, my name is Kelsey Main, and I'm a Canadian country music singer-songwriter. Welcome to the music. Thanks so much for joining us, Kelsey. Yeah, welcome. Thanks for having me. Yeah. We are... Um, it's, it sounds like I'm a broken record because I'm just now saying this to everybody. And I didn't think that I'd be starting off every single podcast this way. But we are living in what is called unprecedented times. This is like the upside down world. Yeah, yeah. How how has this COVID-19 pandemic affected you? Uh, well, as a musician um, and uh, especially releasing my first debut album I, I never thought that um i would be doing it this way but um but we are uh now moving from live in-person performances to live on streaming digital platforms and um and yeah we're just rolling with the punches and um uh our obviously our first priority is just for everyone to be safe and healthy so um but as far as the shows go, the show must still go on, and uh, and we've just been uh, doing things online in uh, in replace. Are you doing? Uh, you know, I've seen a lot of people do like Facebook and Instagram Live. Is that what you're doing these days? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's been it's been really cool just to to connect with people that way, and I mean. It's what we've been told we should be doing all along anyways, but mm -hmm. um, it's now finally forced us to to use these outlets. And um, it's really opened all of our eyes to, to uh, just how effective it is. And at the same time, um, just, just the amount of people that you can reach that you wouldn't normally reach is just incredible. And it's yeah. funny because that was, that was the promise you know, a dozen years ago when we started getting onto social, that it was going to do that. And it didn't. A lot of times it drove people apart. Mm -hmm. But it seems like now with the new reality, it's 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 actually finally bringing people together. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I mean, I'm kind of diving into all like the back end analytics and everything because I'm I'm completely independent. So um, 
I, uh, I like to, to look at everything and, and, uh, looking at the analytics and you see these hot spots in places like South Africa. Like I never thought that, that I would get awesome. uh, attention there and like Germany and, um, Australia and stuff. It's really, really cool. That is wild. All right, I've seen a few artists do some things on Twitch, which is really interesting because Twitch has the the capability to allow uh, users to monetize their feed. You know, mm-hmm. to, to to basically say if you if you like what you see, and, and the people will donate a few bucks, a few, a few hundred dollars. I, I'm curious if you're if you're going to take a look at that. Um, that's a great idea. That's something that, uh, I haven't ventured off into yet, but I, I definitely like to consider that right now. I'm just, I mean, it's so hard to be, um, present on Mm. every single platform and really commit to it. So, so right now I'm just juggling with Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and I dabble in TikTok. So, um, and I've been pretty fortunate with this TikTok thing um, lately, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's going on there, but but it's it's a pretty cool platform. So I'm still learning, but it's good. Well, listen. When you said TikTok, Greg started looking at his watch. He's, he's, <laughs> oh come on! <laughs> Burn. <laughs> but you you've got like I took a look at your TikTok. Um, Today. you've got like millions of views on some of your stuff yeah it's uh like what happened that, how did that happen I, I i do not know i don't know kareem i don't know um i think uh well i just got it in january and then at that time i had just filmed my music video for as i go which is the title track of my album and mm-hmm. um so i was like oh I, I just watched some what other people do and and I was like, okay, I'll try this out. And I posted some of the footage that we had. And uh, the first one got like, I don't know, 200,000 views in a day. And I was like, whoa, this is cool. And then uh, posted a couple more and they got a couple thousand. And then I posted another one, um, which was like the money shot at the end of the music video where, well, we called it the money shot. And it was basically um, a shot... Uh, filmed on a drone so it was it followed us but it was like a fleet of there's 15 pickup trucks all different kinds um and then there was four of us girls leading the herd over a hill in the middle of a farmer's field and on atv so uh it was this like epic really epic looking shot and um there's only nine seconds of it that i posted and that got 1.5 million views in 24 hours which was just blew my mind because i've never had anything to that extent um of viral content so uh so that was really really cool and now it's at like 2.6 million views so and then now but now i'm like lost because i'm like well what do i do now (laughs) (laughs) how do i how do i compete with that so i don't know (laughs) wow that's like um i was gonna say it's almost like what what people call the sophomore drinks it's like what do i do what's that second thing that i do now on on tiktok right so are you are you in toronto are you in nashville where where are you now i'm in toronto right now yeah i uh 
I was supposed to go this month back to Nashville and mm. obviously I'm staying here as long as, as long as needed. And, and, uh, I want to stay here. I don't, I don't want to be in, in the States right now. So yeah, yeah. yeah. can't, I think Did everyone's you- kind of even like Justin Bieber and, uh, and the Royal couple, like they're, they're all taking safe Haven in Canada. So it's a, uh, it's a pretty good sign when you see other, other people doing the same. Yeah. Did you, uh, sorry, I was going to say, did you, like, were you down in the U.S. when all this started happening and you came back or were you? No, no, not, not yet. Not yet. Um, but, uh, my bandmate was, was there and he came up. Yeah. Yeah. He, he just like packed up and left. Yeah. When I, when I started seeing stuff happening, I mean, I reached out to my parents and my uncle and aunt who have places in Florida and that, and I was just like, get home. Like, oh yeah, no, no, no. We're going to head home first of April. It's like, no. No, you're not. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know what you're hearing down there, but up here, it's time to get back. Yeah. Actually, I was, so we had a big family vacation planned um, a year ago and it was in Aruba and it was kind of like one of the last big family vacations that we're going to have at least in the neck, in the near future. And certainly now that that's the case for sure. Um, But uh, so we were, we were in Aruba and in it was from March 7th to the 14th. And so while we were there, that was when the whole toilet paper fiasco was going on in Canada. But they hadn't uh, closed any borders yet or anything there. And um, so we the day we got back was the day that that they started to talk about closing the borders. So we we huh. were lucky to to still be able to get that in safely. And uh, yeah, we came back at like the perfect time, I think so. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's crazy. It was it was like, well, if we're stuck in Aruba, it's not the worst place. You know? No, <laughs> but, true. But, but uh, at the same time, yeah, we were we were really itching to to get home and make sure that uh, you know that we we were so fortunate living in in our country that uh, yeah we we didn't want to jeopardize anything like that. Yeah. So you're. You're doing well in country music, but you didn't start off there. Mm-hmm. Um, you were you were a nationally ranked hurdler <laughs> yeah. at, uh, while in university in Windsor. Um, tell tell me tell me about tell me about that phase of your life. Uh, that was that. I know it sounds kind of random, but um, that I've always been an athlete, and I've always just kind of been a, a fast runner and. Uh, so I took up hurdles because it just adds that extra element of unpredictability. So mm. <laughs> why not? Um, and uh, so um, I kind of, I, I didn't get recruited into university. Um, I, I was telling you, because you had your last interview with Perdita um, Felicienne, um, Olympic hurdler. She, um, so she was running the Olympics while I was in high school. I never made it very far in high school. I didn't have a proper track. I didn't have any track facility to, to train on. And I didn't have a coach. I'd like set up practice hurdles in like the gym and I coached myself and I was like spacing them out. I'm like, yeah, that looks right. And I just, <laughs> just jumped them. And, uh, so when I got to university, um, yeah, no one, no one knew who I was or, and I didn't, cause I didn't go very far. Um, but, uh, I loved it. So, um, I tried out for the team, made it, 
fairly and just kind of had to grind and work my way up. And then by, finally by our last year, um, and at this time, so the Windsor Lancers um, at this time, so by my last year, we had won four national titles in a row. And wow. my last my last year was the, the, the final fourth year that we had won it in a row. And uh, so to kind of um, go from like no one knowing you to, and then my last year I was a team captain with my best friend from high school. And uh, we both won a, a medal in the uh, nationals and uh, it was just such an incredible experience and and I ran with uh, Olympians Melissa Melissa Bishop and Noelle Montcalm and so so to to look back on those days now and see where they've taken their career it's it's pretty insane knowing that uh, I trained with Olympians but um, it's uh it was such a not only was it just because we won a lot, it was because of the teamwork and the team spirit. Like, um, in, especially in our last year, we were nowhere close to being ranked as a first place team. We were like third, if that, and, uh, and we kind of just all pulled together and we made it happen. And it was just, um, just overcoming those those boundaries and obstacles and doing it together as a team that was that was uh, such a beautiful amazing experience in my life so how like I'm just trying to imagine myself um, in your I, shoes. I, I cannot I cannot imagine you as as a hurdler I'm just I'm just throwing that out there come on <laughs> in fact I'd like to forget thinking about that in the first place but carry on carry on <laughs> if um what do you have against you, hurdlers what? yeah yeah greg <laughs> nothing against hurdlers i have i have i am against my head trying to imagine cream running hurdles that's 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 what I have. <laughs> i'll have to i'll have to show you one day greg <sighs> when, when we're on the flip side of this i'm looking forward to it buddy yeah <laughs> yeah I wanted to ask you, Kelsey, uh-huh. um, about leaving sports because it's, I mean, you weren't mm-hmm. just, you know, this wasn't a recreational thing. This wasn't intramural sports. You were competing on, like, on the national stage. Yeah. Um, you, there must have been people talking to you about the opportunity to, you know, go further. Um, I, well, if you went further, so when I was running in university at 60 meters, so it's like the shortest possible distance to run, which was perfect for me because the shorter, the better in my case, like I was just all start and then I just like hang on as long as I could. So, um, so if I were to continue, it goes to a hundred meters for the outdoor season. And, uh, I mean, Canada alone had the most competition within Team Canada, and let alone the whole rest of the world. Like Team Canada's hurd- like female hurdlers are insane. So mm. there's there's like probably at least at the time there were like the Canada's top six hurdlers were probably ranked like in the top 30 in the world. Like that's just how insane, insanely talented and deep the pool was. So at that point I was just like, 
you know what? I'm going to end on a high note. This is the perfect time. We won our fourth national title. I got I got a national medal myself in individual in an individual event, and uh, I was like, you can't get better than this. So so that's that was my 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 out there. It was, and I have no, on top. no regrets. Yeah, no regrets. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Listen, be- yeah. before we leave your time at at university. Mm-hmm. Um, you also completed a degree in nursing. Yes. Um, you there must you must know you must have friends. Um, maybe I don't know. You you must know people that are in the the medical profession uh, at this time. What are you, what are your thoughts about some of the stuff that they're that they're up against and the the things that they're doing on a daily basis? Mm-hmm. Uh, they are working their butts off. They're very stressed right now. Um, I've, I talk to them pretty regularly. And uh, actually, Noel Macom, that uh, the Olympic hurdler that I trained with, and actually we went to school together, all through university together, and uh, she she is a, a nurse right now as well, mm-hmm. and so she's she's been telling me it's 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 pretty stressful. I mean, it's it's um, I mean it's unprecedented times right now, so mm-hmm. uh, it's hard to there they're pretty overworked and um my heart just goes out to them i i signed up to be uh on the list because they're asking for people who have either retired or haven't nursed in a while to come yeah. back into it so that's awesome um, so we'll we'll see what happens with that but um i mean i feel like i have this obligation to do it like i'm very happy and 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 uh, grateful to to be able to use this knowledge and, and all of my training and education to help this and fight this, this, uh, pandemic. So I'm, I, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just waiting for, for the, the day to get called in and, and we'll go from there. We need, we need a lot of people. We need a lot of people volunteering their time and getting involved. I mean, you know, even the kids help phone line, my, my wife put in her name and within two days they're like, yep. And she's going into training and it's going to be to help kids that are dealing with this that are calling in or texting in. It's like, wow, great. so many people Good need to her. step up, right. And help out. Wow. Yeah. wow. So, so, you know, you went to university or uni for nursing, um, you know, track while there and, you know, enjoy enjoyment of running a track as, as a kid in high school, like were you playing, performing, writing music that time or like, like sort of where did that, when did that start? Uh, That's where I want to go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I sang in like the talent shows and stuff, but I, um, I didn't really take it seriously. I always, it was always a dream in the back of my head, but it was like a pipe dream back then. And, uh, to to be a singer and and uh perform on stage and stuff and for for a living like that was that was always a dream of mine but um i just never had the the balls to do it quite frankly <laughs> <laughs> um and then when i went to so i was in university i took up this part-time job as a beverage at a country bar and um can you still hear me for a second yep yep okay okay good um, I am just getting another phone call. So I was making sure. So I was, I was a bed retainer at this, uh, country bar 
And um, so that meant uh, they were looking for, it was like a coyote ugly kind of thing. So they were looking for singers or dancers who would <laughs> jump up and perform and then jump back down and continue. But um, initially oh. it was just dancers and they made this, once they found out that I sang, they made this like singers, house singer position for me. And then, um, so I would do that. And then um, I did that for three years just to pay for my education. And I, I did it so I could kind of get that entertainment dream kind of singer, dream of being a singer kind of out of my system and, and just continue on to the real world and, and hmm. uh, become a nurse. And um, I graduated and I was deciding on what to do next. And I had two patrons, two different nights in a row. And I mean, I had them other like sporadically um, while I was working there. But once I had to these two different strangers and say the come up and say the exact same thing two nights in a row, and they said, uh, "A, what are you doing here?" And B, you should take this to the big city. And so wow. I, I was like, okay, well, I kind of brushed off the first time, but then the second time, I was like, okay, this is so strange, like. The odds of someone saying the exact same thing is just too, I can't, I can't ignore it. And it was something that I was just like, okay, this is a sign. I, I, I've always wanted to do it. Let's just try it out and see where it goes. So I moved to, it was a, an easy move for me to move from Windsor to Toronto because my brother was living here at the time. So I knocked on his door and slept on the living room floor on an inflatable mattress and <laughs> and uh we, we started from there that's crazy what what <clears throat> what background you like what did your parents do are they <laughs> athletes musicians are they in, in the healthcare? care I'm, I'm curious about your background because you've done like three like totally different things it sounds like <laughs> yeah they yeah. are they they're, they're both pretty much in the arts so my okay my dad, um, not not music, but uh, my dad is a writer, and well, that was his first trade. Now he's PR at Chrysler, but um, but he was a writer first and foremost. And then uh, my mom is a visual artist, so she started in murals and painting, and now she's a sculptor. So, what do they, what do they think about you? <laughs> leaving athletics, leaving nursing, and going to Toronto to become a country singer. Of all things. <laughs> or, or, or were you the black sheep when you weren't becoming the country singer and you were going down the nursing path? And the, the... Um, well, mm. they, I see, I've always been really fortunate. Um, they've just been so encouraging and supportive in any venture that, that I came up with, you know, the number of times and jobs I've uh, I've had growing up, and the, the number of, of times when I was little, I changed my dream occupation from being like a cashier to a, a sure. policeman. <laughs> you know, like it's <laughs> there, there's so many things, and and whatever I I said, they just encouraged and went along with it, and and uh, did their best in trying to help guide me as, as parents. And I'm so fortunate for that. Um, my, my brother's in the film industry and my uh -huh. sister's a speech pathologist. So 
it's uh yeah that's it it's just ranges wherever uh wherever our hearts desired and, and uh yeah that's that's it <laughs> so what what year did you arrive in toronto um hmm. i want to say it was about seven years ago okay yeah okay yeah. so not so, so not so long ago no and when I, so when I moved in with my brother, it was in Liberty Village. Mm-hmm. And um, so he had this like bachelor condo with no rooms, like no, no, so no privacy really. And we had, so I, he didn't know I was going to move in with him. So, but, um, so I would sleep on the, on the floor on this inflatable mattress that would deflate by the morning, but it faced the window to, and then outside the window it was there was this huge billboard that went up at the same time I moved in and and uh yeah yeah but it was ironically it was Miranda Lambert performing at Boots and Hearts and um so yeah which was 2013 so yeah seven years ago and uh and so I was like that was what I woke up to and what I fell asleep to every single night so Again, it was like another sign, and I was determined. It just like lit that fire underneath me to like get there, and um, I was like, I want to play at this Boots and Hearts place, and I had never heard about it before. Then coming from Windsor, it, it was uh, only a couple years in the making at that point, but um, and uh, so now I've, I'm happy to say I've performed there three times. So it's it's uh, it's been I've been really really fortunate. And how is it to jump on a a stage like that? Like, that's a massive audience stage to be in front of. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, it's it's insane, and just the whole atmosphere of it. And um, in 2018, we we got to play the main stage. So I played the the front porch stage, which is still huge, Um, and then. Uh, that was in the Emerging Artists Showcase in 2016. And then 2018, we did the the main stage, um, which was incredible because we got to uh, have our own trailer. And uh, we even show. So, so you have it for us. They gave us a, our own room inside of shared trailers. But it was like next to me was Jason Blaine, who's one of my actual one of my co-writers for uh, one of my songs in the album called Woman Waiting. So that was funny because we were warming up and we were singing that song to warm up and he walks in and he's like, I wrote this song. <laughs> so, uh, so, and then next to him was uh, Megan Patrick and then next to her was Midland and then across from us was Billy Currington and Alan Jackson. So it was... Um, it was pretty surreal. And then just seeing them like wandering and I got to chat with Billy Currington for a good 30 minutes backstage too. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's just, it's a different world and to experience it that way was, was really, really cool. And, and rumor has it that there was a time when you wanted to go, but couldn't afford to go or something or am I right with this? We're going yeah, that was when the the billboard was outside my my room, and it was just that that motivation for me because I was like, I can't afford a bed, let alone a ticket to this concert. Mm-hmm. So uh, 
I and, and I promised myself I was like if if I'm gonna go it'll be because I'm performing and so that and it happened so I was awesome. I was gonna give in the year that it, it happened I was gonna finally give in and just buy a ticket but <laughs> <laughs> and then I got then I got call, called to the emerging artist showcase uh, contest so I was I lucked out with that. <laughs> yeah I can just imagine me buying a ticket to a concert and then all of a sudden not being able to go because I'm going to play there that, that yeah that'll never happen for me <laughs> did you did you always know that country music was was the direction you were going to go to when you when you started saying focusing on becoming a musician um I always kind of lean towards country but I I, I don't think I was a hundred percent sold on it when I first started um, because I, I started teaching myself how to sing by, uh, doing impressions of other singers. So okay. I would do, so the first impression that I learned was Monica, angel of mine. So that is R&B. And then, yeah. so, and then, uh, I learned to do like Shakira and Cher and, James Blunt and just a bunch of different other artists and the, and it helped me to kind of discover my sound and and uh and basically just how how to sing. So um yeah, it was a I guess it was it was a, a process, but but I did naturally gravitate towards country because I think my dad would play it around the house enough and uh Winona Judd, I guess they say when I was three years old, that was my very first favorite song ever was No One Else ah. on Earth by Winona Judd. So <laughs> nice. And I, I know in the video, as I go, you're playing a guitar. Mm -hmm. uh, where, how quickly did you learn how to play music? Or was that something that you, you've done as, as a kid? Yeah, I, I actually didn't pick up a guitar until I was 21. And Jeez. and I graduated, and, uh, and and that was when three months later I wrote my first song. So um, I'm I mean I'm still not that good because I'm still I'm pretty self taught. Like I I had uh, maybe three months of lessons at first to start out, and then once I learned G C and D, I was like, okay, I'm good, I'm good, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so. So it's it's still a, it's still a process right now, but um, but yeah, I guess I've I've, I've come oh, quite a quite a bit from from then, I guess. But <laughs> and then what about writing music? How does that come to you? That well, I actually when I so when I moved to Toronto, well, just bef before I moved to Toronto. I came to visit my brother a couple times and I met up with somebody else in the country music industry who's a manager at the time. And, um, and he gave me the advice. He was like, okay, well, if you're going to pursue this, um, you're going to need to learn an instrument and you're going to need to write your own songs. Mm -hmm. And so when he told me that I really took it to heart and, uh, and I just, I learned like pretty much the next day <laughs> after that. So, yeah. And in terms of um, playing, cause you don't just go get to boots and hearts cause you've been wanting to, um, mm -hmm. 
but but tell me about tell me about playing locally like when did that first start when did you have the uh the confidence to to go to a place that you weren't working at to perform to to go to a place where I'm working at. Well, actually, yeah, well, because like at Bull Bull and Barrel mm-hmm. in in Windsor, you were the house singer. Like you were you were working there anyway. The house right? entertainer, yeah, yeah, yeah. But <clears throat> in Toronto, like, how did you you know how did you get your first gig? Oh man, I don't even know which what my first gig was here. <laughs> um, I'm I know I met some other musicians. Ironically, uh, the one guy was from Windsor. Um, I think we met at another live show. And then one thing led to another. We did a show. I think one of my first shows in Toronto was actually at the Horseshoe Tavern. Hmm. Yeah. And uh, not a a bad place to have as your first. Not a bad place. No. (laughs) Um, And, and I think we're so fortunate to be, um, to have a venue like that that really supports independent artists and uh, gives them a, a place to to play and um, and it's it's uh, it's unfortunately not doesn't happen it's happening less and less but um, yeah the the horseshoe tavern is is such a, a great venue so yeah I'm I'm very fortunate to have played there in one of my first gigs. So as I go is your first album, right? Uh, as I go is my first album. Yes, I, I've, I'm finally part of the club. You're part- <laughs> so <laughs> you, you've released singles before, um, yeah. And and I, I know Greg likes to ask this sort of question about, you know, what's in, in this day of streaming, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what's more important? What what are you looking at? Is is it you know is it releasing singles every couple of months? Is it releasing a full album? Um, what was your thought yeah. process on, on going to an album after a, a few singles you, you released? Yeah, I know. It's um, a lot of the industry is going towards singles. And and I agree that's that's usually the case. Um, but a, a lot of these songs I felt like weren't, they they wouldn't, I felt like they would struggle to find a place to live as a single, if that makes sense. Um, and I felt like it needed that album atmosphere to kind of really make it, uh, just make it a home and make it kind of complete. I, I don't know. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah for- I, I just, I just didn't see some of the songs, especially like some of the ballads, which, are a lot of people are saying are their favorite songs but but if you put them on their own they don't have that same effect so Mm. i i felt like or or they wouldn't get that attention on their own either so you kind of need the other songs around it to to kind of push it and to and in order to get it in front of people's eyes and ears Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so the closest i get to country music is neil young Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm a huge Neil Young fan. You are? Um, nice. Yeah, I don't know if Greg it's this is a surprise to Greg for this. sure as well. <laughs> but um I, I love his 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 light stuff, his acoustic, his uh his heavy stuff, his even when mm-hmm. he did that one electronic style album. Um like I'll I'll 
you know, devour almost anything that he does. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I say that to say that probably my favorite country song is Jolene. <laughs> yeah. And so I'd never heard of that song until I saw a video and it was Miley Cyrus mm-hmm. doing a rendition of that. And I go, this is a really cool song. Mm-hmm. Um, and Miley heard, Cyrus was the first time you heard Jolene. <laughs> like I said, I am I don't listen to country do you, music. Do right? you, what, what kind of podcast do you host here? <laughs> just just asking, just asking. I'll be back on mute. Love yeah, <laughs> but um, and and then I heard a I heard a podcast about the song and how it was like very different from other country songs about um you know, girl and boy and that whole dynamic and stuff. Um, but you have your own story about Jolene. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I had a friend tell me once, um, that I reminded her of the song Jolene and, and the character in the song. And so I, I was like, Oh, that's so cool. And then I, uh, She's like, I, I knew the chorus, but I didn't know the, the verses very much. So I, I went home a couple days later and just, it just, I remember to look up the, the lyrics cause I was just curious. And then I realized it was about a woman trying to steal a redhead, trying to steal Dolly Parton's man. And I was like, wait a minute here that's not that's not a very nice thing to say so mm. so it um it really stuck with me and i i <laughs> was like really offended actually by that because i had done absolutely nothing related to that but um but uh i just wanted to make sure i set the record straight because also at the same time i i had lost a couple of really good guy friends uh, when they got girlfriends and they were forbidden to see me. And it was, so it it was just, it all, it uh, was all happening at the same time. And um, I had, again, I didn't do anything wrong or to the slightest or didn't have any of those intentions. And, uh, and so I was like, okay, I need to set the record straight. So. So then I wrote the song "Your Jolene," and it's called "I." That says, "I ain't your Jolene." I might fit your description, honey, but I ain't your Jolene. So there you go. <laughs> I, I think it's a great song, by the way. Thank you. And yeah. and we filmed that music video back at the Bull and Barrel, where it all. Started. I was gonna say, yeah, because there's like all of these, uh, you know, bartenders that that dance up on the. Uh, on the yep. counter and stuff. I so, go, oh, this is what it's about. <laughs> so that was my actual shirt. When like my real shirt that I worked in back in the day, I still I kept it, and then so I wore it in the music video, and then um, the choreographer who was one of the blondes dancing in the video, and the other redhead in the video that was dancing, they had also both worked with me at that bar at that time, back in the day. So so to have them back in the music video for me was such a cool full circle moment. That is a did were those the the people that told you yeah you should be a singer you should go to the big town were they there at all? Uh, I don't think that would have been so. awesome. I know, right? No, um, no, it was a it was a pretty small small set that day, but uh, but yeah, it was uh, it was really really cool to be back there. Yeah, 
Greg, I, I have to tell you that uh, I can play Jolene on my ukulele now. Come on. Yes, oh. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I think I think we need to hook it up. The two of you, you can play the ukulele. <laughs> Elsie can sing along. I think that'd be brilliant. Perfect. I mean, we're we're I'm, I'm down. We got to get creative. Everybody's doing new things. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll we'll set that up. We'll do we'll do it on um, <clears throat> excuse me. We'll do it on Twitch and raise some money. Perfect. That, I'm down. Yeah. That's what that's what we'll do. Um, but so as I go, the single, mm-hmm. um. The one that went like viral on um, on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Um, who pissed you off? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like somebody somebody pissed you off to make that song. Uh, that one that one was a song we really had to think out of the box for that because it wasn't inspired by any true story at all. It was okay. uh, it was literally it was so I wrote with two of these guys and um, they they like never write with girls they said so so we and we were all completely drained of ideas coming into the write because that's just what you do in Nashville you write all the time so um when it came to our write I was like guys do you have any ideas they're like no do you is it nope (laughs) so so and it happens like some at some point you either wrote all of the good ideas you had or you're just drained so in that in Mm. that case it was both of those cases so um so then we just kind of went off of a vibe we're like okay well I I wanted to write with those guys because they reminded me. I saw them at a writer's round and they reminded me of Eric Church, who I love and I'm so inspired by him. So I was like, can we write an Eric Church kind of style song? So something that's a little like preachy, gospely, chorusy in 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 the choruses or um and then kind of rockish and then so and I also love his really witty writing style. So, um, and of course, in the title, it's I'm going to make it up as I go, and go is in leaving. So there's another twist on words. So I think we really captured that witty writing style where there's a little pun and twists on words there. So um, yeah, I'm really really happy with how it turned out. Even though we do we do mention Carrie Underwood in, in yeah. the song. Um, gonna pull a Carrie Underwood. We uh, <laughs> which is I think the first time that phrase has ever been coined. So <laughs> I'm happy about that one. But um, nice. So but but yeah, it was inspired by Eric Church. You 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 mentioned earlier about being an independent artist and um, you know you've got your music playing and you're, you're checking the back end to see where's, you know, where are people listening and that sort of stuff. Is, is that a conscious decision on your part or are you still sort of um, hoping a big label picks you up? I'm curious about your, your thought process there. Well, about being independent. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think the, there's, there's a, a limit to um, just how far you can go by yourself Mm. and uh and i'm i'm still going and and uh more heads are turning but um and i i've been sent a couple uh well i've been sent a publishing offer and i know people are watching so it's it's kind of like that gambling waiting game where they're like 
they're like, uh, do we do we jump now? Do we do we or do we wait and see how much she can do on her own, and then we'll come in or like so so I know there's a bit of that going on right now, um, but I know I do really enjoy this aspect of being an an independent artist because maybe I know making this album I had I made every single decision going coming into it like as far as from what songs were selected to the title track name to or the 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 album name and the the picture we selected and and um even in the production like I was I sat in on on all the sessions with my producer and and gave him my input and and we would try out new things and and he would just entertain me and and uh whenever I suggested something and and sometimes it worked sometimes it didn't but but we tried it anyways and and uh to be part of that whole process and I don't think I w- I would have been able to if if I wasn't an independent artist and right. and even even making my music videos you know I I edit them I color graded this last one and and produced them and and uh I directed Jolene too your Jolene and uh so I mean to be involved in those that many facets um I don't know maybe I'm just a control freak but but also we have you know the, the the tools are there today for you to be able to do that mm-hmm. like you wouldn't have been able to do that 10 15 years ago yeah and and I think it's really helped um it's I'm I'm glad to to do this all myself and to to book my shows and and be my own manager and and label and stuff like I I think by doing all of this you have more of an appreciation for the the other people that do it so so when those people do come along then yeah then I'm going to be that much more appreciative and fortunate and grateful for for their help so what's next for you Kelsey you know what's your next single you know assuming that this pandemic um doesn't go on for for too many months Mm -hmm. Um, fingers crossed you know what's what can we expect from you um so actually I'm letting the audience decide on Mm. their favorite song and that's that's what that's how I'm gonna make my next music video and then my radio team and I I'm I'm fortunate to have a radio team and publicist which they're unbelievable and um so uh, I am going to ask that we're going to all collaborate and see what the next radio single will be and it could be the audience's choice after all but uh definitely the next music video that i make is going to be the audience choice that's awesome so because i have a question for you Mm -hmm. what's that I, i like to ask as we as we sort of near the end of the show what's in your ears lately Ooh. Um, actually a lot of Canadian, other Canadian country music. Um, so there's actually one of my very good friends, Kelly Prescott, and she is, she's another, she's also in Toronto. Um, she comes from a very musical family and, um, I think her parents still have the record for, 
they were in a, a country group and um, they still have the most CCMAs out of any group or artist ever. Wow. So, um, so she is, but she is just so u- unique and natural. Like it's just, you could tell it just like comes, just runs in her blood. And uh, so I, I'm, she just released an, an EP and I absolutely loving it. Mm-hmm. So Kelly Prescott. Yeah. Awesome. Kelsey, thank you so much for joining us before I let you go. Um, if people want to discover more about you and your music and watch a, a number of your videos, where's, where's, you know, the best places they can go. Uh, you can either go to my website at www.kelseymain.com or any of my social media handles. So it's all at Kelsey Main. That's it. So the only tricky thing is, is my my mom's Italian, so she wanted to spell Kelsey's in somewhat of an Italian way. So she spells it K E L S I and just ends it with the I, and that's it. So but that's it. <laughs> nice. yeah, just, it. What's weird? What's weird is I'm actually looking at my phone, or sorry, on my phone, on my watch right now, and I, I can't figure out where to put that in. Where where to put the what? To put your name in for TikTok on my phone or on, <laughs> oh, on, my, on my watch. Sorry. <laughs> oh, Greg. Uh, oh, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's when you screw up the delivery that it just, it just, oh, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to edit this out in post. Never mind. <laughs> no, sorry. <laughs> I made it worse. I'm sorry. That was perfect, Kelsey. That was perfect. <laughs> Kelsey, thank you so much. This has been a lot of fun for us. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate your time and, and uh, you doing this and, and asking everyone and sharing everyone's talents on your show. Thank you.